0: I'm Megan, and I'm Caroline, and this is the, the Songwriter Diaries. Diaries, the podcast for songwriters by songwriters.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you better act super professional. All right, today we are joined by AJ Fullerton and Jake Freol. Um, super stoked to have you guys here. Thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you. Hey, stoked yes. to be here.
1: <laughs> hey. <laughs> I love how you're both looking at each other like, are you gonna say something first?
0: Should I say something first? Who's Some, gonna speak?
2: Sometimes we just say the same thing at the same, same time. Point. And mm. it's a little weird. Which works well on stage, but
0: Yeah. It does. I mean, for a podcast it's a little confusing. Oh yeah. <laughs> are
1: you guys like strictly a duo? Or do you tend to play with other people?
2: Uh, we're not? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was going to use the term we came up in in Oregon. And we're not mahogamous. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. We're talking about Oregon? trees or something. I don't remember, but um, that doesn't have to go in there. Uh, it
3: already, oh, it's in there. It is it? Oh,
2: Um So Jake and I have known each other for a couple of years, and uh, we both have had many separate projects between then and now, and throughout our time knowing each other. But uh, lately, it's been a lot of full band stuff, which is like a four piece. Cool. And then some duo stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Kind the of duo the stuff is fun because it kind of uh,
3: that
0: makes it sound like you don't like your band. No, <laughs> no. Well, the band
3: the band is like it's like a show. But when the when you do the acoustic thing, it uh, it's more freeform. Yeah, and you're kind of leaning on each other more because mm-hmm. there's no one else there if like, the song
2: falls apart yeah <laughs> with the band there's a lot more of like a maybe even make a set list mentality mm-hmm. with the duo we usually just show up like three minutes before we're supposed to go on and maybe tune tune up usually <laughs>
0: tune <her. We> up. <laughs> you can't really tune the harmonica
3: very well yeah. without a, like a file but yeah yeah well, well
0: um,
1: why don't you guys just tell us a little about about yourselves, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourselves and um, kind of your experience in the music industry and the live scene, mm. how you met.
2: Well, hi, I'm AJ. I'm a guitar player. Hi, uh, AJ. <laughs> this is AJ. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> um, shoot, I've been playing for about 10 years, uh, playing professionally full time about five or six years. I was raised in western Colorado. Um I think music is hip and cool and stuff. And
0: uh Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at Jake for approval right I now? I was just <laughs> I was just
2: passing the baton to tell you,
3: buddy. Um Yeah, I started playing about fourteen years ago. I was really young and the harmonica was my first instrument. And then like five years ago I started playing guitar. Um I've fronted a few of my own bands, some groups in Memphis. I've done some recording work for bands in Memphis mm-hmm. and Nashville, um, and I've gotten to tour all over. Music's taken me everywhere, and mm-hmm. uh, it's provided so many amazing things and friendships uh, that are lifelong that I wasn't even expecting. Really, when I started, because I played music because I just was like trying to emulate the old blues records that I loved, and and that was like my goal. And then it just provided
2: so much more, you know. He gives better answers.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, that was very better. I'm like, why are you friends with this guy? Right now?
2: <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we met in Memphis a couple years ago mm-hmm. and uh, pretty much hit it off like immediately within five minutes of meeting. Like, oh, we're going to be buds. Yeah, the first time we
3: played together, uh, we were on Beale Street and we were like, we have to do this immediately. friendship engaged it's an urge you know
0: (laughs) start playing
3: cause sometimes you know you can't like you never know like when you get on stage especially in a jam it's gonna click or or... you know but it did immediately Mm -hmm. yeah and now the band's doing fun stuff and I'm helping write some songs and
2: I'm helping write some songs yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) he wrote a song that's on my last album
2: oh nice and uh Mm -hmm. You know, it's been really cool to work with them. I guess the expedient way to say that is we're both songwriters and we both like help with each other's songwriting process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Big word. And is your (laughs) album under just your name? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And are you doing shows or you mainly do shows together? Yeah, we
3: I mean we do a lot of shows together. (laughs) Yeah. But uh when I'm not touring with AJ, I'm usually working out of Memphis or Ohio, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm.
0: So you don't live here? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I did live
3: here for a year, uh, but I just I had to keep going. But AJ's tours, you know, are usually long enough to the point where I can meet the band, whether it's in Portland or, you know, Vegas well, or whatever. We've been on this tour together, what now, like two months? Well, it'll be two months when it's over.
2: Didn't you wow. get here in the end of June? Or? The end of July. July July twelfth, I think. Something like that. Wow! But it goes by really quickly. Like all of a sudden we're like, "Wow, we just spent the whole summer together. That's weird, mm-hmm. huh?"
1: So, where did you guys tour?
2: <laughs> oh God! Well, music kind of takes us all over the place, you know. Um, I'm just trying to think in the last like year, some of the highlights. Him and I both toured to Europe. In the past. Individually. Yes.
0: Not together. together. Not yet. Europe Europe can't
2: handle us together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We played a really sweet blues festival in Las Vegas last year. Um, We've done a lot of the neighboring states, like uh, Wyoming. Um, Obviously, we've done a lot of stuff down south, um, Tennessee and Mississippi. And then just recently, we're up in Washington, Oregon. Mm Mm-hmm um it kind of kind of blurs together after a while (laughs) (laughs) but they're all amazing you know just something that happens Mm -hmm. a
3: lot is like you're like everyone's like oh you're on vacation you get to go to san francisco and la and all these places and like i had to go to san francisco like four (laughs) times before i saw the golden gate bridge Mm -hmm. like because you get in there at night and then you play and then you're gone in the morning yeah Yeah. yep
2: and so it's kind of a weird thing (laughs) It's almost like you black out the entire like experience of the city. You're like, oh, I bet that was cool. But I'm a glutton for driving. Though I love, <laughs> I love driving so much.
3: So touring doesn't. It's not like painful or anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love. I get to look out the window a lot. He's the driver of the Winnebago. Not a not a literal
2: Winnebago <laughs> for <laughs> for the record here. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to avoid that whole like Breaking Bad aesthetic. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, Yeah. I moving mean, on.
0: You're, you're already like a duo, you know, yep. you have the one of you know, I mean, it's like, you're already halfway there, so.
2: Well, I'm He's uh, from New Mexico. I am, actually. Oh, I was, so you're three quarters. Well, he likes to give me a lot of, um. He's like next I mean, generation Colorado. Yeah, but he was my, born in Santa Fe. I would have been like hardcore, actual native And I think my family came here in like 1864. Oh, but my parents had me in Santa Fe, so I'm <laughs> technically so New Mexican. He's the only one in this family.
1: Technically, I was like, no, God.
2: I know. I uh, it's not a downside for me because I feel like it's really like it's validated my love for green chili. Ah,
1: yes.
2: But at the same time, I've spent all but I guess three months of my life in Colorado. Yeah,
0: so. but you're not born and bred,
2: right? I am just bread.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> explains bread. My, <laughs> I am just sourdough. It's explains my rye sense of humor. No. Oh, oh, my gosh. I hated that. <laughs> that was rough. That was really rough. <laughs> so how often of the year are you out on the road?
1: Should
3: you? <laughs> I mean, usually about 200, 250 dates.
1: Mm-hmm. Dang. Some, uh, wow.
3: You know. And most of that is usually confined into, like, the four months of music festivals and summer stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the winter is usually pretty light, you know, because there's not as much it's going super, on. It's super seasonal. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. You know, like,
2: I find that... Uh, well, we do play together. We play the same <laughs> <shows>. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> not exclusively. But good point. Um, like, generally, like, November to early January is always a little... But then you get to go home and see the family and, you know, do all that stuff. We're the only people, I guess, that could, like, complain about, like, man, I gotta go home and see the family and not work over the holidays. (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) I don't complain. I'm not complaining. I love my family. I don't know about you, but I love my
0: family. (laughs) You better say something good about your family. Yeah. Family's great.
3: Shout out to mom. Wherever you are. Dad.
1: Mom. Um... Okay, well, here's a fun question. What advice do you guys have for songwriters and musicians going on tour or trying to plan a tour? Like, do you guys go through a booking agent, or do you do it all yourself? Oh,
2: man. There's a lot to tackle in that question.
1: There is.
3: It's interesting now because uh, there's like a resurgence of independence for artists, because 30 years ago... You know, if you didn't have a record label backing your music, or an agent, or an or an agent manager, there was no way that it was getting on the radio. Yeah. But now, partially uh, due to the advent of streaming services and like YouTube, people can listen to music anywhere. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, just put your music out in as many places as,
2: as possible. Well, and you can release you know? it yourself, too. Yeah. You, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know about back in the day, but... You know, in the last twenty years, like digital distribution via online resources has changed the way that indie artists can put their material out for the world to consume and to purchase.
1: For sure, yeah, mm-hmm. amen to that.
2: So tour tips, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, every drive feels
3: longer than it looks on a map. Yep. Yes. So, yep. Um,
1: ain't that the truth?
3: <laughs> that's a big one that I realized the very hardest way that I could have. Solo driving from Denver oh, to yeah. Cocoa Beach, Florida. So I only did that what? once, though.
0: Yeah. What?
3: I was, I How had long a, was it? I finished up. With, oh, I was. I think it was uh, tour. <laughs> Twenty four hour drive straight alone. You
0: didn't stop.
3: No, I of course. I, yeah, I had slept in. Oh my god. Touring. I was time. like, that's
0: horrible. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, I I had to stop eventually. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Doing this for a living kind of alters your perception of time and what a reasonable drive is. Oh, yeah. At this point, I've kind of come to the conclusion that if it's under four hours, it's like a breeze.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's oh. so fast. Oh, you yeah. also get that growing up in, like, a road trip family. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. My family yeah. was a hardcore road trip family. And whenever yeah, I go home, mm-hmm. it's, like, 90% of the time I drive home and it's a 10-hour drive. And I'm like, now that's easy because I'm like, I do it often.
2: I just think it's funny. I sometimes meet people, like, in Fort Collins or Denver and they're like, man, I got to drive, like, across town. That was, like, 15 <laughs> minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah. and, like...
2: My heart goes out to you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my heart goes
3: out to you. Speaking of. (laughs) And the other thing is, is being from the eastern seaboard, like, the distance that it takes to get from one end of Colorado to the other, Mm -hmm. I can get to Nashville from my house in Ohio. So, like, I can travel four states in what it takes to travel the great
2: state of Colorado.
1: Wow.
2: I I would say... My biggest tip for, like, people who are on the road traveling is uh, if you find that you have trouble with car rides, going with a buddy really helps. Whether that's just bringing a friend along or having, like, a, you know, a band or a, a duo partner or whatever, mm-hmm. because, like, today the drive went by super quick because we were talking and chatting and making bad jokes. And, mm-hmm. you know. How long
0: was the drive today?
2: Just a couple hours. Just a few hours, probably two or three. Where'd you go oh, yeah. Uh, Buena Vista, but the but the traffic was horrendous. Like we were leaving there, and they were like uh, putting cones and painting the highways. We were going like four miles per hour. Like this is great.
0: (laughs) So So we just watched
2: funny videos Mm -hmm. while we were parked on two eighty five. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's the way to do it.
2: But that helps, honestly. Like I really learned this when we drove to Vegas last year for this festival. Uh, We drove together on the way down, but I drove solo the way back. Which, have you ever driven back home from Vegas by yourself? I think you got abducted by... <laughs> yeah. yeah. He didn't come back the same.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a yep. long drive.
2: Anyway, <laughs> I think we, we may have gotten slightly sidetracked. <laughs> no.
0: So, what does your songwriting process look like on the road? Do you write when you're touring? Do you put a pin in that?
2: Catastrophic. Well,
3: the writing... <laughs> So positive. <laughs> the an inspiration for a song can come from like an interaction at the convenience store.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
3: it can like it can happen at any time, and like I don't know. On the road, there's almost more inspiration sometimes because you're not used to everything. Yeah, and so you're kind of more observant of your surroundings.
2: Um, I think it depends on your songwriting style. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like asking, you know. How do you write? I think it's a little different for everybody, but I agree with Jake. Like When you're on the road, there's a lot of things that stand out, either things you see or phrases or whatever. Because sometimes, I mean, a lot of people write
3: the melody first, you know, and that can come to you on an airplane or whatever, yeah. you know, anywhere, but if you're, like, writing lyrics first, I would never put a pin in that, like, mm-hmm. on the road, because so much
2: happens so quickly. That. Yeah. All the windshield time, yeah. You know, just hours of staring and thinking. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like you really like touring. That came
2: really off a little that? bleaker
0: than yeah <laughs> was intended. <And> <laughs> yes.
2: We we love touring. We have a, a slightly dark sense of humor, but that being said, I really think we, we, do you?
0: We <laughs> love your job.
2: It's great. I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jake's like, I definitely love my job. <laughs> clearly questioning.
1: How um, often do you guys co-write?
3: A- AJ, uh, when I did my record last year, AJ and I did a lot of writing together. Like, I had some unfinished mm-hmm. ideas, and he was like, oh, well, this, is, this works.
2: I think a lot of and it, come for us at least as like a writing t- team, Guild, yeah, writing <laughs> guild. There's a two-man writing guild. Uh, I think what really ends up happening most of the time is we'll sort of do our like our groundwork. We'll lay the foundation separately, and then whenever we feel like we have something we want to like bring to the team, mm-hmm. uh, we'll just sit down and just like. He carries a little tape recorder with him too. Yeah, so
3: we have like little cassette tapes of mm-hmm. all the stuff we. Couple, I mean, like probably like not that much, <laughs> but there's a couple cassette tapes of. And it comes out pretty cool, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we'll release some You should some medium fidelity. Yeah, decent. Yeah. I was, like it was decent yeah. fidelity.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like really cool. I was like, you know you have a phone. Okay. Oh yeah, the, but where's yeah, so the fun uh, in that? Yeah.
3: <laughs> he well, actually downloaded didn't you download an app
2: on your phone so that it, it
0: looks like it a looks a like a
2: tape recorder?
0: recorder. <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah. Well, it.
2: <laughs> I look it like this. You can you can use all the things at your disposal. I think recording to tape gives it an aesthetic that maybe adds to the writing process or makes you think about it differently. Whereas yeah, yeah. iPhones or MP3 That's recorders true. are really good for just getting a really clear. Um, transferable version of that idea yeah and speaking of like voice memos i use that all the time mm-hmm. okay for
0: you don't just always pull out your tape recorder wax
2: <laughs> cylinder is really what i'm going for <laughs> <laughs> Edison, like, Edison yeah cylinder? No. oh yeah yeah, sure 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 <laughs> but no we, we get together i guess probably once a trip or once whenever we have downtime we just sit and try ideas out and mm-hmm. we've been doing that <clears throat> Uh, a lot recently because
3: he's getting ready to record his next record.
0: Ooh. So, you ready? Uh, I'm. <laughs> Are you ready? Ooh, that's a scary <laughs> question. I'm well a loaded
1: question. <laughs> I
2: hope to be ready by the time the recording dates come around. Mm-hmm. I currently, I don't know why I say I'm not ready because I have like a lot more material than I need. I think I probably have like 50 songs to choose from that I think are of okay quality. Wow.
1: Well, <laughs> <I'm, what?
0: laughs> they're okay. I'll put them on a record. No, they're good.
2: <laughs> well, I, I'm very... 50? Yeah, I, I write a lot and generally just shell stuff until I feel like I can use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of it really comes down to like me just like playing stuff for him or playing it for myself and kind of thinking like which ones would go well together, which, which mm. fit the theme of the record. You know, just sort of like taking yeah. the initial yeah. writing and then like really like polishing it for days. And,
0: yeah. What themes and ideas do your songs usually gravitate towards? Each of you together, separately. You
2: should answer that question first because your album
0: oh, is named after The
2: street. Yeah, so my my last record, which also was my debut record, is called Calamath.
1: Oh. Aww. Which We're on Calamath. That's so cute. What? I love that.
2: Yeah, I, I can get you guys a copy of it. Please. Of the car, and it's done super well. I've I've sold out of the CD a number of times. I think I've probably done. Dang. Probably I don't know like fifteen hundred physical copies, I like, have a whole no bunch idea. of digital. Um, I, I just sold
3: a single one of your singles. You
2: Supportive <laughs> um,
0: friend, right there. I just, I just, <laughs> they sell themselves. Yeah. I just uh,
2: reissued it on vinyl LP too, mm-hmm. oh, which is fun.
0: Nice.
1: You only have a
2: couple of those too, right? Yeah, they're going quick. But um, by and large, I would say that record was kind of a, just a first crack at trying to make a, a real record, which is kind of scary. Like, it, I think yeah. there's a. Yeah. There's like a little bit of a hump when you're a songwriter of like, okay, I can, I feel like I can write, but can I actually record it and make it a product that I'm proud of?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, for sure.
2: So I did that about, oh god, I guess two years ago now. Mm. Recorded here in in Denver and uh, used a bunch of local local players and some some not local folks and, and I made this record that I thought was a pretty good snapshot of of where I was at the time, which nice. was sort of a. Um, sort of a progressive sort of blues rock thing everyone calls it Klamath though yeah nobody says it right it's kind of funny
1: Klamath <laughs>
2: like up in the northwest yeah it's
1: funny because we have like a waterfall <laughs> called Klamath Falls it's uh-huh. a town and it's not I think it's spelled the same way different yeah it's, oh. or it's K-L-A right Bingo so Klamath yeah. not so that oh, wow, yeah.
2: that record was sort of just like a can I do this thing? Um, the one this fall I'm that's st-
0: the theme. Can I do this? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs>
2: basically, I, you know,
0: that's the theme of my life. I mean, right? oh, <laughs> oh,
2: <kind> of, <laughs> that's, nice. that's deep.
0: Yeah, that's the dark humor you're looking yep. for. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I think I think though, as any you know songwriter musician, that is a pretty serious thing of like mm-hmm. getting over. Can is this me? Can I do this? You know, mm-hmm. which is that little insecurity, but. You know, now that I feel like I've I've jumped past that, um, I got super lucky and, and recruited a, a mutual friend of ours, this uh, Canadian fella named Steve Mariner, who is a fantastic harmonica player, guitar player, organ player. Songer. And he produces a lot of yeah.
3: really good um, stuff up in Canada. Won a bunch of um, Junos, which are like Canadian Grammys. Nice.
0: Oh wow, mm-hmm.
3: cool! But they're called Junos. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why is that so awesome? But anyway. <laughs> then, there's, then there's a, what's the maple? There's
2: another one. The maple leaf
3: blues. Oh. Yeah, there's You're yeah. mm.
1: joking. That's iconic. <laughs> right? Canada. But, oh, Canada. Oh, Canada.
2: But the cool thing is that, you know, Jake has known about him a lot longer than me, but I've been an admirer of him and a lot of the uh, Canadian blues roots artists for a number of years, and now getting a chance to go up there this fall and, and record with them is like something That's awesome. I'm really stoked about.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. So the I'm theme
0: excited. is, oh, Canada.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: all Canadian
2: blues songs about Canada and its national landmarks. You know, it's funny, like, on, an, on, a, on a surface level, like, that is kind of what it is, but to me it's a little bit more like I'm I'm going to a place that I feel like really inspires me. I'm going to the, the source of my inspiration, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, like, work with people that have inspired me to write these songs over the past couple years, and hopefully... Um, like, like, Steve's a great example. There's a songwriter in Canada named Paul Reddick, I'm a huge fan of. Um, that name
0: sounds really familiar.
2: He's incredible. Um, I would equate his work to, like, if a really fantastic, almost, like, romantic poet became a blues artist. So, which is,
1: like, kind of like Tom Waits? Kind
2: of. But the canadian time was <laughs> 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 that doesn't do it justice though he's he's a phenomenal harmonic Incredible. player good great vocalist um but yeah it like in style of writing it's very um I don't know what the right word is it's very romantic very it uses a lot of colorful wording a lot of imagery mm-hmm. um the neat thing that i like about it is at least from a blues standpoint his music is it's definitely true to the genre in terms of like instrumentation
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, tonality and even form to a degree. However, I like that he takes it from an inspired approach, which is that like as opposed to like Delta blues or Chicago blues or most American styles, mm-hmm. there's really very few to no shuffles. It's it's a lot more free form. It's a lot more just its own thing, and that's what yeah. sort of like has led me as an artist to want to kind of emulate or explore that approach For sure oh i love
1: that that's awesome and where in canada is this
2: again so it's going to be a two two and a half week process half of it's going to be in ottawa and half of it okay. will be in toronto cool
0: have you been to canada before
2: nope yes.
0: <laughs> you're like nah, Falls.
2: There.
0: yeah oh. <laughs> wow
2: made of the mist you know <laughs> the waterfall boat.
0: Yes. Yeah. that's awesome cool. canada's great
2: I'm stoked for it and like I said I think the cool part is just a chance to like spend some really one-on-one artistic time with these people that have inspired me as an artist
1: yeah for sure more yeah,
2: more sorry. so than a lot of things you know yeah.
1: well you should document the whole thing
2: that's the plan yeah that's, that's the other thing I was going to say for like um, advice for songwriters or people in this industry this day and age is like get it on the social media yeah. I'm not a fan of it per se yeah. <laughs> we actually have a song in our set dedicated to how much we dislike social media but it's like you know it's today's home movies it's yeah. weird yeah it's a yeah,
3: strange
0: definitely.
2: thing it's how people know that you're doing things yeah you have to like literally say hi I'm doing things
1: and then if you don't say that you're a lazy loaf <laughs> a lazy loaf Yep. That's the name of the record,
2: actually. Lazy Loaf,
0: Born and Bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a of loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, our next question was, what advice do you have for songwriters wanting well, to make a career?
2: Um, get good at reading minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, skip the
0: questions. Just None
2: of the thoughts
3: that you come up with as a songwriter are wrong. That's huge. And that's like... Yeah. That was something that I really struggled with mm-hmm. because I felt like my inspirations were coming from books and stuff that I, like, didn't live through, you know, old yeah. Depression-era music, you know, Jimmy Rogers and Howl Wolf and all those guys, you know, mm-hmm. like but that doesn't make the ideas that you
2: come up with through that wrong. Don't Which, like, self-edit while you're writing. Mm-hmm. That's a something mm-hmm. a friend of mine who's a, a Nashville player once told me is that, uh, if you're self-editing while you're writing, you're going to... Uh, it's kind of like if you have a garden hose and you're shooting water through it. It's like, wow, look at all these things that are coming out of this hose. But then all of a sudden, once your mind starts saying, well, I don't know if that, that might have been a stupid idea, you're just putting a kink in the hose. And you're going to block mm. all these other ideas that are coming out, you know?
1: Mm. Great analogy.
2: So if you're writing, I found it super helpful that, you know, it's the old cliche of stream of thought writing. Just whatever comes to mind, write it down. Right don't stop just write it put it down and then Mm -hmm. try and make sense of it at the end and even then when you're editing don't like erase stuff maybe just put a line through it so if you come back write your songs in pen (laughs) yes
0: yes that's smart yeah i do that yeah i don't
2: know a lot of it's kind of common sense stuff
0: you know you put a
2: line through it you can still read it exactly yeah (laughs) or another big one is just like don't expect other people to do things for you you know that kind of touches back on the uh, the agent thing. Yeah. I, I was working with an agent for a while, and I'm not going to say who, because I think they're nice guys, but I ended up leaving them because the workload that I was getting was significantly less than when I was booking myself.
0: Dang. Yeah. Oh.
3: So trust yourself, you know? It's like, it's really hard to reach mm-hmm. out to some clubs, and some venues have like a mystique about them, and, you know, it's like, oh man, this place, or whatever, but like... Mm-hmm they're not ever gonna say yes if you never contact them right you can't
0: fail unless you try. exactly
3: and like i don't know that was another thing that i struggled with for a long time that if i could go back and tell myself like make those make those calls or uh emails or whatever send your songs to people Mm -hmm. you know because you never know
0: yeah
3: you never know who's mm-hmm. gonna end up
2: hearing it. You have to say that, like, no one's gonna release the re- the music for you if you just like let it sit on your laptop for years, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And be yeah. like, why is it
2: not on the radio? Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on your Mac. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> <Right. You know?
0: laughs>
3: but yeah, there's no wrong answers really, and I know that's like. The dumbest answer, it's like, there's nothing you can do wrong, just grab a guitar. <laughs> um, like, legal disclaimer, you can do wrong. Yes, <laughs> you, can. Yeah. you can. But just, uh, you know, like, AJ writes uh, in kind of a thematic way, like, he writes about, like, more of general things, and then some of his songs are about stories, but, like, my songs a lot of times are like, oh, man, this happened to me on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Right about this. Oh, the train I was on broke down in the middle of the polar vortex. Oh, and man. I was stranded in Chicago. We've had some really bad tours. Like, the past like six months. Well, that was like, a, that was <laughs> on the way here, and I was like, and then I got to Denver, and it was all beautiful, like fifty
2: degrees. And he's not, like,
3: Hey, Jay, we're going. To, or Hey, Jake, we're going to Montana.
2: Oh, I shouldn't say and, bad tours. We just had some very unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> With the weather
1: and stuff.
2: Oh, we, oh well, God. we went to Montana in January, so not like, not we were hungry. also caught.
1: In so there's... you're bad.
0: Whoa, that's actually, that was my agent Oh, <laughs> the, They will not but, be um, named
2: Oh, one other thing I was going to say Before we leave the songwriter thing um, And this was a huge one We were just talking about this yesterday Is, I remember when I was like getting My feet wet with like How to write songs mm-hmm. I had this like little voice in my head That was like, you can't write this song Because this song isn't you As an artist, or this mm-hmm. song isn't the style That you want to write Right and like I had this weird inner battle of like, well, how do I write? How do I write in the style that reflects that I like blues, roots, rock music? How do I mm-hmm. show that without
3: like imitating? Yeah, while you being because with authentic. any genre, you don't want to like
2: do what has mm-hmm. been done. Yeah, you know? like that's the easy way. That's the path of least resistance.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. you know,
2: yes. if you're a folk artist, you don't want to just write a song that is blowing it, you know, blowing in the wind with different lyrics. Yeah. Right? But then I realized, um, whenever you write something as an artist, it's authentic to you as long as it's coming from a place of authenticity. It doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's like, um, kind of a more like, folky thing or a country thing or a rock mm. thing. The fact that it's coming through your filter and your perception is what makes it true to you as an artist. One of my yeah. favorite blues songs yes. is about an Oreo, mm-hmm. and the, and it's just like like human. the
3: cookie. Like the cookie, yeah, yes, and he he wrote this song called Oreo Cookie Blues, and it's like Lonnie Mac, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: right? Totally, and like that was just like something that happened to him, where he just like had a dream about Oreos. He woke up
2: and he was like, "This would be a pretty good song." Yeah, or some songs that aren't necessarily even like right for you aren't bad songs. The one I gave to Jake for his record, uh, you know, I wrote it a couple years ago. I never used it because I was like, "I this isn't me right now." Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it spoke to his record and the thing he was going for
0: yeah
2: and like if you're a songwriter you can sell your
3: music too to other artists yeah. like mm-hmm. and that's a like and if that song becomes a hit it's still your hit
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know yeah so like there's so many different avenues to uh writing music and how you can explore it in the business side mm-hmm.
0: yeah. you know
2: i was just in austin uh, a few months back helping a friend of mine a local songwriter named ryan dart um, kind of with the production on his yeah. record. And he just put out this uh, single which is a track that we co wrote together. And it's totally not of my, my avenue in, in terms of like what I do. It's much more a kind of like Ryan Bingham inspired mm. folk inspired. folk Americana kind of thing. <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. He always catches those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah.
2: But uh like for example that was not something that I could ever really use for myself because it's yeah. just
1: not.
2: It's not what I think I like. I'm going for artistically, but mm. contributing to the process of writing the song for him
0: mm-hmm.
2: birthed this wonderful thing that is like his single, his yeah thing right now. Yeah. So
0: I think people get so caught up in their brand and whatever, yeah. and that's so hard mm-hmm. because I was dealing with that with like oh, do I want it to be, like, more acoustic-sounding for the single, <laughs> like, I released, and then I have more acoustic-sounding stuff in my back pocket, but the one I released is not that way, and I'm like, totally. how do you balance that? And then I was kind of like, yep. fuck it. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to release what I want to release, and, like, if people don't like it, they don't like it, but, right. you know, like, all the songs are still me. Yeah.
2: yeah. But... Oh, my
0: gosh, totally.
2: Well, yes. one, of, one of my favorite artists uh, growing up was the uh, Fantastic Neil Young. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. uh-huh. Harvest Moon, anymore? Yeah, well,
2: but I want to make a point. Neil is one of those really interesting artists because, you know, if he had listened to that voice that said, hey, Neil, you know, this whole pretty grunge crazy horse thing, that's not you. You're, you know, you're needling the damage done. You're you're Harvest Moon. Like, it's one of those things that, like, I appreciate him so much as an artist because of the 20-something records, 30-something records he's put out. They're yeah. all incredibly different.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but they're
2: all—they're all Neil.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you know.
1: Yeah, I think that's important. Do the same on. thing about Paul Totally. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you wouldn't really think, but like mm-hmm. he goes from "Hey Diddle" to like "Band on the Run." Totally, He's, like an icon. <laughs> <I love laughs> that. Tw- Paul's dead.
2: Twist and shout.
1: <laughs> Don't <laughs> let <laughs> me
2: down. Yeah, <laughs> she's like. Mm. Is this the conspiracy part of the
0: podcast? Oh, yeah, I bother right like <laughs> all the time with this conspiracy.
1: Paul McCartney is, like, my savior. I love him. He's, oh my gosh. He loves you, too. Oh thanks. <laughs> and she always teases me and says that he's
2: dead. We're part time Paul counselors. We just...
0: You've heard that about Paul McCartney, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, okay. yeah the His corner. ears are slightly weird, you know? It's like, they're replaced.
3: There's, my ears are pretty weird.
0: Well, yeah, but they're different than ears. they originally they're were. Weird. Okay, but they're different.